right, we're doing it again. We're here. We are here with, I man, I am excited about today. Today was like a big one for me. We are here with none other than Scoop Jardine. My God, this is like, this is a big one, JD. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, so Scoop, uh, I guess I can do a little bit of an introduction for you. I guess I would call you an entrepreneur first, a basketball player second. Is that fair? Yes, that's fair. That's super fair. Yeah, so Scoop was a college basketball star at Syracuse. Syracuse is one of the biggest programs in the country, just legendary powerhouse, and Scoop was at the helm of that. What years were you there? Uh, I was there for actually five years, 2007, 2012. That five-year plan. <laughs> yeah, it's a great five-year plan. I, I suggest everyone do that five-year plan. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That, I started that. <laughs> well, Bayham, I started that five-year plan. Yeah. Sure. How do you guys know each other, by the way? we have any, let, Let's just get right into it. Mutual teammates. Yeah. One of my high school teammates, which is my best friend, Deshante Riley, he went and played at Syracuse. For sure. And uh, – it's funny because I uh, I heard a lot of stories about JD through Deshante. And likewise, he yeah. always used to tell me about school. What was the first thing you heard about about Jordan? Oh uh, man, he's a great guy. Got a big heart. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's funny because when I got to meet him, that's what it was. And first day I met him, and what I what Deshante explained to me is who I is who who I met. Yeah. So that's what you know. Yeah. And. It was. I felt like from that day on, you just know you're gonna create magic with somebody, like right. somebody that you can really bond with. That's why we just kept a good. Mind. Even when I ran into him out here in LA, it was the same energy. Yeah. How does how does that work? How do guys like you guys just run into each other in LA? Give us give us the scoop on that. <laughs> Man, <laughs> that it just, could be one of a few places. A yeah. gym, a restaurant, a club. I mean, you know, we all do the same stuff basically. Yes. Yeah. So so scoop, you know, we, we here. On this podcast and, and video, we talk about chance bending, right? We talk about entrepreneuring. You're an entrepreneur through and through. What have you been up to? Give us, give the people what they want. Tell them a little bit about yourself. What What are you doing these days? Man, I've been doing I've been doing everything. I've been uh, throwing everything at the wall, hoping something stick. If that make any sense, but man, it started. You know, of course, I played at Syracuse University five years. From there, I uh, broke my foot two days before the NBA draft. And that's when life hit. That's when everything happened. Because throughout my whole life, I thought <clears throat> I was going to be getting paid to play basketball. I was going to be, you know, mark, you know, be one of the biggest marketing guys out there. And when I broke my foot, I didn't get drafted. And that's when everything happened for me, as far as the real world. I, uh, I moved there. I moved to New York City. And it's funny because you pick these colleges, and you don't know what you pick them for. You pick them to go to the NBA, but. Again, I was there for five years at Syracuse. I had some really, I came across some good people there as far as alumni. So when I broke my foot, I had a good six or eight alumni reach out to me and was like, move to New York. I, I, I won't forget it. It was like, uh, help me help school. One alumni sent this email to about 10 alumni. And, uh, and all 10 of them replied. Wow. Yeah. And that was, and it was crazy because he, this guy's name Brandon Steiner. He uh, he uh, he's a entrepreneur. He sells a lot of sports memorabilia. Shout out to Brandon. Yeah, yeah. Brandon. Uh, he uh, he reached out to me like Scoop, you know, allowed me to you know help you. You gonna make you gonna him and Hop, which is a, was the assistant coach now and head coach at Washington University of Washington. So I would say Scoop, you gonna make so much. Your your calling is gonna be after basketball. And when I was playing, I used to think that like that's disrespect. Like, yeah, that was an insult. Like, that, that, that hurt. That hurt. That? Like my calling is gonna be after basketball, but I could never understand it. But it was a compliment because I knew what they, I knew what they was touching on. You know, like a lot of guys always followed me. I was always that guy, like where I was a leader, and uh, so I knew what he, what they was used to always say, but I never could understood it. And, and Steiner used to say, "You a salesman, man," and I always thought he wanted me to sell for him. You know what I mean? Like, you a salesman, you're going to be great. And when I broke my foot, he was the first guy that reached out to me. And when I got the call, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm taking it as, oh, he just wanted me to work for him and sell it. Because he's yeah. been telling me this yeah. my whole, basically my whole senior year of college. Like, yo, you're, you're great at selling. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to go to the draft. You're telling me about selling. Like, you know, I didn't know what he was talking about. But uh, when I broke my foot, I'm sitting there in the hospital bed. I'm, You know, I'm not thinking about a plan B or a plan C, but you really... 
at the, I never been hurt before either. Like yeah. so mentally, you know, that did anything, everything to me. Like I was more so, and it was two days before my dreams, and my head it was about to come true. You know, you couldn't tell me Joe Dumas wasn't drafted. You know <laughs> so, so look, no, but but seriously, I was man, I was I was devastated, and and going through that moment, man, I'm reaching. Syracuse, they, the alumni reached out to me. Well, it sounds like you had a, a network, right? Like a network yeah. is everything, and you had that. Listen, right? and that's, I had that through all those luncheons, those, you know, that you do when you're in college. As far as like you have those giveaways, like Jim Bate, the Jim and Julie Foundation. We have these, you know, we have a lot of where you're around alumni all the time, like where you spend time with these these individuals who's entrepreneurs who went to Syracuse who. Made a great living, you know, not playing basketball. Though. You know what I mean? Like this, that's right. the big. And and our alumni is in New York and L.A. That's the two biggest cities in the world where you know you're making a living. So I seen when I used to be at these luncheons, these cancer giveaways with the with the alumni and a lot of the players. You don't want to really be there to be true. Like you after practice, they making you dress up and you gotta go. Like you a regular student athlete, you really want to go home and play the game, but you gotta go sign autographs and do this. This is required. For the coaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the business of it. So, I took out of that when we used to go. I'm by me being a people's person. And now I'm there, you know, you talking and you just engaging. You know, you engaging with the people and people got to connect with me. I didn't know this, though. I just was being me. And when I broke my foot, Steiner again, he reached out to me. I moved, I moved to New York. I was afraid, too, because I didn't know what they had planned for me. All I knew, I wanted to play basketball. But I needed to make some money to get me going until I'm able to back to play basketball. So they created this whole, man, I wish, man, I wish I can go back to what they did for me now. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't ready for that at that moment because I didn't see it, but they created this whole, uh, basically like a, a schedule for me. Like all, like five alumni, they all is CEOs of their company. And each day I went and worked for one of them. Wow. Monday through Friday. And Man, can you believe what? Oh, listen! Like, wow! Oh, listen! It's, it gets deep, and and uh, and in the morning I had to get up at five a.m. and work on my foot, which I didn't have no medical insurance. I didn't have any of that. So when I broke my foot, I didn't have nothing to even heal myself. And the NBA was supposed to help me, but I wasn't even educated enough, or my agent didn't even help me with that. You know, so I'm just if it wasn't for Syracuse alumni with their doctors that they had to help me every morning. So like like how we go to you know sports rehab LA yeah yeah like one of those type of spot space and, and white plans so I used to go there every morning is in is in Pelham uh, New York yeah you know I used of to course. go up there work out with this guy Chris which is a great guy Chris man he helped me get back right but not my body but mentally that's what physical therapy was for me it was more so mentally like just talking to me every day get me then I would go from there I used to drive to New York City mind you they they rented my car for me. And I lived in one of their houses, and and uh, what part of Mount Kisco, New York? Uh-huh. Like that's all the way up there, like yeah. where Bill Clinton lived at, up there. Yeah. So that's like a two-hour drive. Is catch a train or drive to New York City, and every day I used to work one day out of the week. I worked for Brandon, then I worked for a guy named How. I used to work for, you know, uh, uh, CBS. That's some, I used yeah. to do that at night where I worked for. Uh, I did broadcasting journalism. That's with Syracuse alumni too. So it was like, I'm. Do- it was crazy because I got to make a good living though, without the game of basketball. But I could never. I didn't treat it right because my whole life, I thought basketball was gonna be giving me everything. Like playing in the NBA, even where I come from, to touch on my high school career, like I felt like I was an investment. Like everybody was giving me, giving me because they, they was the that's the kid that's gonna be in the NBA. So my whole life, I thought I was gonna make the NBA, and and then give back to my give back to my community. Like, that's who I was. You know, that's what, from the time I took basketball series from 12 years old to the time I was 25 years old when I broke my foot, 23 years old when I broke my foot, that's what I thought. Until at 24, I made that good living off the court with good people that went to Syracuse where I went, you know, and helped me create these skills that I actually have today in the business world, but at this time I didn't know. And they said, like, you know, if you're not ready, it's fine. Like, we're going to help you get a, you know, an opportunity. We just want to get you back healthy. You make some good money, and you know you go back to play basketball. That was the that was the that was the goal. That was the yeah. yeah. They didn't even like force it on me. Like you know where 
So I'm not even taking these jobs serious. But one was real estate, one was selling sports mobility, one CBS, SNY. And you had like the keys to like five New York. Stories. I had like, the keys, the keys to New, to New York. York. Yeah. I had the keys yeah. to New York. Yeah. And, and still to this day, I really truly, like with the New York, with the Syracuse network that's there, I, I have that. I do, but to get back, like at this time, I didn't see that. You know, I, uh, people, the Syracuse alumni and, and great people there that they helped me. You know? Well, I mean, look, I, I think people forget, like, you're a college basketball star. Like, what the team you're on, who you are, what you do, like, you, you know, it's, it's oh, a big thing, right? And then you go from that, the next day... You have you have an injury. All of a sudden, you don't you can't even get health insurance. Let me run that back. It's, yeah, the guy who paid for my surgery was the Syracuse alumni. Wow. He's out here in L.A. Wow. This, he sent me to Curlin Job. I'm sure y'all know that. Yeah. I didn't know this. Who he's like? Yeah. yeah, you got to go to Kobe, doctor. This is a Syracuse alumni. One of our biggest alumni was out here in L.A. And being so I was I did my pre-draft here, I was connected with him. So like we watched the draft, even though I wasn't getting drafted, we flew my whole family out here. We watched it in Bel Air at his house. He paid for my surgery with his credit card. He put his credit card down for my that's surgery. A, that's a good credit card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like, and and at this time, all this stuff is happening to me, but in my head, I'm still thinking NBA. Like I'm like that's that's what I That's the mindset. That's what I saw. And and again, I remember back all these coaches and that, yo, your your calling is after basketball, but it was happening right there. Like so anyway, uh fast forward to New York now I'm working. I'm 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 finding out what I actually like to do. And it, it, and at this time it wasn't basketball to me. Like now I'm getting paid to actually do what I loved. I didn't know at this time, but I'm working all over the place. How did that feel? How, like give me It was the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm it was the best for me. I'm a project kid in Philadelphia. So living in New York, I got the keys to the city. I'm around bunch of Jewish people who's treating me. I'm going to Passover. I'm going to all the time. I'm, I'm basically Jewish, you know? And, yeah. and, that, and that's what Syracuse is. It's predominantly a Jewish school. Yeah. You know, so I got to really get in and see that from a, a perspective. I always heard about it, but to be a part of it was like, okay, like this is, again, special, but I didn't really take it as at that time because, again, I was just focused on playing in the NBA. Well, yeah, and, and I think you have to have that mindset, but I think it's really cool that you see different cultures, oh, right? Man, it was beautiful. And there's a respect for different cultures. It was beautiful. Right? It was... And it just opens your eyes to like just different ways of life and walking through life, and that's cool. Man, it was for me. It was yeah. It was it was great because again, I, everywhere I went, I always brought my. If you met me, if you knew me, you was gonna know where I came from. I, like I, I had to learn how to not do that as I got older. But when I was younger, like I. Like my my world connected with that world, so we had a cookout for me when I when I actually now with fast forward when I get healthy they paid for me to go to John Lucas and train with John Lucas for two months. Now my foot is healthy. Now I'm back training. I'm back healthy. Then and from there he have a cookout for me because the Cleveland Cavaliers is, is you know uh, what's his name? What's the owner name? Dan uh, Gilbert. Yeah, Dan yeah, Gilbert yeah. is Thanks. friends with one of my you know mentors, a Syracuse alumni. Called called. This I, I remember like it was yesterday. It was uh, Chris Quinn got hurt in, in the Cleveland. It's 2012, 2013, summer league. He got hurt concussion, and uh, they needed an extra player. And you know, Dion was on the team at the time. Here it is. I'm in my own Kisco training every day, working. I just told you on my schedule. I'm, I'm going at it, but we waiting for something to happen for me. I don't have no agent. They paid for me to go to John Lucas for three months. Got me an apartment down. There. These people is basically my agent. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. who's invested in me, but they invested in what I actually wanted to do. So, I we get the call. <laughs> it was an agent. He was the Real Reeves agent at the time, uh, big time sports agent. I forget his name, but anyway, he is close friends with my mentor. Called and said that Cleveland is looking for a spot. Like, ain't, I heard, don't you have Scoop living on your couch? Like, type, like, is he in shape? Is he ready? So I just remember like how I was like, oh shit, like we was at we was at lunch and he get the call. He was like, You got a spot, we flying you out. And he he paying for my flight for me to get to Vegas. Seriously, like this serious shit. And it was like, I'm sitting there stuck because a whole six months, I'm thinking like I'm not getting an opportunity. Like I know the business. I just set out basically a whole year of basketball. Honestly, y'all, I made really good money. And it's not really about the money, but I got to see a life that I actually wanted. But I was afraid to say that at that time because everybody was so invested in me getting back to yeah. Playing in the NBA. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So it was like, damn, and how is he hype as hell for me? And at that time, I'm like, looking at how, like, I want to do what you doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to be like, you Dirt. just showed me something that. Dirt. But, but like, he get a call from the fucking owner of the NBA. This is who I want to be. You know what I mean? Like saying like, agents can't even do this. Yeah. I'm seeing a whole like, we was in conversations with Josh, the owner of the Sixers, and all these people. He's calling these people personally for me. Yeah. This is who I now want to be. Like, I want this type of shit. Yeah. Like, I, like you tell me NBA running up and down the court. Like, this is type. You you showing me. I'm seeing you go to work at 5 a.m. I got to live with this man for two years. So, I got to see a life. So, when he get the call, he hyped for me. I'm sitting there like, yeah, damn, I'm hyped because I just worked my ass off. Though. Every day I had to work work out before I went to work. I didn't go to work till like 1 o'clock. But I'll be working out from like 6 a.m. to 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I go to work from 1 to 5. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of shit at work. Like, really yeah, not yeah. really taking that serious because the, the goal was for me to get healthy and to get back to playing ball. So, we get the call. He paid for me to go to go out to Vegas for the next... I get the last four days of summer league. And I'm with Cleveland. I just pop up. Chris Quinn get the... You know, he hurt. The first two days, I don't play. Because this, this is the year they draft Della Vadova. And I'm not going to lie. In practice, like... You know, I got to really show out, but if they draft him, this is the business part of basketball right. now you about to run into. Like, so Dion is on the team at the time. I'm hyped, like fully actually hyped. We about to play together in summer league. People even thinking he even pulled these strings for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because it was just, it just happened out of nowhere. Here it is, you thinking I'm working in New York to, I'm in summer league, you know? So, man, I played one game in summer league, literally. I played nine minutes. But the op- what happened, how, what, was, what the journey of that was, was the beauty of it because from that nine minutes, I get a job to go to Croatia. You know, so nine minutes. Yeah, nine I get a minutes. job to go to Croatia. Yeah, to go overseas to uh to finish that year out. Where now I'm overseas, and that's why I tear tear my meniscus. Oh when I was no! Over there like the first two months, and the team cut me. Now I'm running to the business of it, and then this is where everything's starting to be like. I already got to see what I actually really truly wanted, yeah. but. Now I get cut. I never got cut playing basketball. Nobody never told me. And I'm gonna use me a third scoop that you wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where this is a business. You cut my my the dude was there waiting for me. Like, you know, like he was already my my replacement was already at the gym. <laughs> dirty game. Yeah, like the dirty game. Ain't even tell yeah. me. Yeah. Man. So my feelings hurt a little bit. I'm I'm I was depressed. I'm back home. Didn't pay me either. That's the whole other part. But back home, but I'm I'm looking at life like, yeah, I did all that. I knew what that was, but I, I seen something where the entrepreneur stuff where I'm at today. But I just was afraid to express that to to the people that was invested in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's where I wanted to show that's what my that's where I get to my company where it's called Life After Sports. I wanna teach kids how to leverage themselves with that because we all get this platform. You get you got it at Michigan, Michigan State. Arizona, yeah. name the top schools. You know them D one, like they got alumni that like what you say. They love their schools. Yeah, bleed it. And if if you're not getting paid to play the game of basketball, which I don't know how long that's uh, through college, I don't know how long that's gonna last. But I think this is a good method to take because there's some good people there that you can take from that can help you throughout life. And, well, and my story helped. You know what I mean? Like if if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like. You, your whole life, you have these goals around basketball, oh. right? And it, you're you're so focused there. Things change a little bit. All of a sudden, some new things open up. You see your eyes open to some new opportunities. You go after the basketball one more time. But then all of a sudden, with all of this wisdom, all of this great stuff that you've accumulated, you're like, wait a minute. I'm now in a position to, to give back. I'm also in a position to grow yeah. and do new stuff. Is yeah, that, I started the lifestyle yeah. hit me. Like and especially being hurt too. Like I said, mentally, I never been hurt before. So when I was hurt, I got to see like, damn, I don't I can't play basketball. Or I can't go to practice. Yeah. You know, you you rehab, but you got this if you don't have no hobbies or things that you, you know, truly like to do, you can get lost being hurt as an athlete. And they tell you that. Make sure you pick up and read or you know, they say these things after surgery and we don't do this. Yeah. They tell you this right at the yeah. surgery. Make sure you find something that you do, a puzzle. They give you something. Yeah. Where and, and at that time I didn't do that. So here it is. I have I'm in a bed for three straight weeks and I'm watching Summer League. Uh, it's painful. And I'm watching all my friends, everybody's what I would say, get into the money. Right. Yeah. And I'm sitting up, foot up, 
and now you start to think about, and I was, I'm a hustler. I'll say that. Like, you start thinking about, I started playing basketball that way. Like, the way I started playing basketball, I was running from the streets and getting to, you know, this is, a, oh, you're going to give me money to go on the AAU trip? I'm going on the AAU trip. I'm not going to stay in the city like basketball. So basketball saved my life. So I get to see this. I'm like, wow. So when this call come to, it's like people want to help me. It's like, then I got my agent not even answering my calls no more. Right. The dirty, this the game of it. Yeah. Like we're, and we all, when you good, everybody loving you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you a three-star good or a four-star good. You got an entourage. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a five, it's, it's just that in basketball. So emotionally, I wasn't, you know, this is where the depression part come in at. I didn't know I was depressed. And going through that, it led me to go see what I, I figured out what I actually did like and with these people, with the, you know, this alumni that, that helped me in Syracuse, man, it was life opened up for me, but I was still afraid to express it more so to my family who invested so much into my dream and to what I would say our dream. Yeah, that's a great point. You have all the, your whole network around you, family, close friends who've given so, so much, much to, to help you yeah. your whole life. And that's what took me to even where I'm at. I've been out of school right now six years. Yeah. Like, probably played two and a half. I just finished one full season, y'all, 2016. And where was that? Canada. In Can Oh. Oh, it was great, too. I love Canada. So my wife is from Canada. Oh. I'm a Canada person. I, lo I love Canada. I'm thinking about moving there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, it's, it's where, where in Canada were you? Niagara Falls. I oh, man. Syracuse fans. I yeah, there you go. Oh, man, they loved you. Oh, it was great. Yeah. But again, I finished the full season. I in the D League, I didn't finish the full season. I was hurt half the year. I played in the D League. I played over in, in Croatia, played in uh, Austria, but then got cut in both spots. Told myself in 2016, man, I got to finish the full season. I knew I was done with the game of basketball, yeah. honestly, but I needed to go like, like, do, like, finish the season for me. You know, yeah. I never had my real shot. Even coming out of school, I got hurt. So going to Canada, I finished the full season. I actually averaged 19 points. You know, I, had, I played okay. I could have played better, but I did finish a full season, and uh, I got to put it down finally for myself. And uh, where now people, are, oh, you're not playing. I'm not afraid to even say like, nah. Where now I'm starting to truly understand who I am. I'm 30 years old, and uh, I got a shitload of relationships through the game of basketball, and I gave my life, and I will still do that. You know, and and yeah. that's what comes. And everybody can make the NBA. It doesn't have to just be running up and down the court. Right. That's what you got. That's what everybody has to understand with the game of basketball. And yeah, it's what you want out of it, right? Like, and and I truly wanted this when I'm going today. I just wanted to, like like I got. I'm a kid. I got two degrees. I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. Man, I took my whole family to college with me. And a lot of things that basketball gave me, I actually gave to my family. I never, I never. That's why I gave so much. Like every sneaker, every I never, I never kept none of that stuff. Like every trophy, and now I understand why. Though. Yeah, you understand. Like now yeah. I'm thirty, I'm understanding why I never kept none of that stuff. Yeah. Know? So tell tell us about uh, you're an entrepreneur now. Yes. Tell us tell us what you're doing. How you're thinking about business right now. What's today like for you? Oh, uh, today is well. Today now is going back to. Uh, I always before I do anything, I get back into mind, body, and soul, and I do, I do that with basketball. So if I want to be have a great season, what they say be great in the summer when you work you work on your body. So right now I'm going through this whole process of really training like a pro. Yeah, like is that like with a, JD a little bit? Yeah, yeah, we're both in the same process. Like, I can speak for you a little bit, but yeah, yeah same process. Absolutely. But yeah, training like a professional. That's, again, on and off the court, because what I got to see when I was around these CEOs of these companies that I was blessed to be a part of, I got to see it was the same formula. It's the same thing as the best basketball player, Michael Jordan, to the top CEO. Like you really, you addicted in what you do. You know, I haven't really found that yet, but I, I know I love, I love to, to help people. I love to assist others as a point guard. You know, I yeah. love really, I truly yeah. do. I love, I love that. I love people depending on me where I can, you know, I deliver. So well, it sounds like you you figured out that. It's about running a process, yes. right? Yes. And, and and the same skills that got you to Syracuse are going to yes. be the same skills that get you ahead in life. Yes, and I've seen that. And working, I work for Fidelity, so I'll tell you what I do all the way up until about two weeks ago. But I work, I was fortunate to grow my 
you know, my DB, it was a DBA, do business as linebacker yeah. sports, had two different companies and one title insurance, Fidelity Commonwealth, where I had a guy, again, a Syracuse alumni, had a relationship when I was working with one of his friends and he's in real estate and commercial world where I sold title insurance for Fidelity and that was cool. And I got to see working in sales and it's really competitive, like basketball and, you know, you're a part of a team and it was a lot of that. And again, I had to use, I had to apply some of the same methods that I've learned from the game. That's being to the office early and showing showing my boss that I really want to learn, even if I'm asking BS questions. I just want to point them, them, them guys on the team, like, they know the play, but they want to ask the coach, like, yo, you do that? Like those type of guys, but that's, that's what goes. And the business world actually helps you. Is there a name for that type of guy, by the way? We need a name if, if there well, is Well, it's a teacher's pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right, right, right. But you know what I mean? And, and the good guys look at those guys like, oh, man, you got to do all the extra stuff. But that's when I went into the office where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm that scoop guy where I'm, I'm nice and ball, but I'm not scoring points. There's yeah. results. Like, you got to get these deals in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And guys is like, they running by me. They they was great at their craft. And I had to really accept that. And that, and that, that was hard for me in the beginning because the competitive nature that you have, it's like, Good at what they do, so then I had to put my pride to the side and help me. You know, like that you go in that upper class, like help me, like how you sell, you know, how you like what you use, and I and I took a lot of I went through that grind of it for about a year, and and I was actually in the process of building my life at the sports. I took that to the financial world because I didn't want to be an agent. I didn't want. I really wanted to. I always didn't want to be in no box. Like I felt like if you put me inside a box. Wasn't gonna get the most out of. I wasn't gonna get the most out of myself. So, being an agent, anything it, it, it limits what you can do or who you can be. Some of the, with the rules or whatever. Yeah. So, I created this whole thing with the life at the sports that I was talking about, and I, I took it to the financial people, like the financial district, and a few people in, in one financial company. They they liked the idea of it because that's all it really was, and they and they they invested in it. So now I got two companies paying me. Like this happened in one year, yo. Like yeah. honestly, this is where the entrepreneurship. Comes See, you're out. making it happen now. Yeah. Literally, yeah. like really making it happen off of, but winging it though. Well, like, well, tell us about that. Like, how did that happen? And I'm still winging it, but it's man, it's a gift that I have, honestly. And I can only say, well, people. And, uh, but again, it was the network of Syracuse University, and I give everything to that because the fidelity job. Now I'm, I got a suit on. I was just playing in Canada a whole year ago, you know. And once I got back from Canada, it's March. It was like April. He walked me into the office. I get the job. I'm thinking about taking a uh, a rental car spot, a GM, because you know they hire ex athletes. So here it is, as being a husband, I'm gonna get a GM job and rental car spot. You know me, I'm gonna make crazy money off that. I'm ahead. I'm thinking all type of stuff mm. going on. I'm gonna just kill this GM spot, and I got the degree to do it. So. That's what I was saying. Pay you about sixty five k a year in Philly. Coming back, really not making money in Canada. So, yeah, of course. You know, this is what I'm thinking at the moment. Man, it went from that to two weeks later. I'm in New York with meeting one of my mentors again. He was one of the five guys who reached out to me. Yeah, in 2012. He was like, "What you want? What you doing?" And I gotta make some money. I need a salary at this point. Like I'm, I'm winging it a little. You know, I need some. I need a home, and. The fidelity job opportunity gave me a home. And then from that home, I got to really see what I actually wanted to do. You know, yeah. and, and and being a part of a, you know, my boss was a great, he a boss. Like he he ran his company. They pay him good money to run fidelity, you know? Like he he's the New York office. He runs the whole New York. He's been running for about 25 years. Yeah. And in the title business, if you know title, you got it, you it's a people's based business. It's relationships. So if I buy a building, I'm gonna just get because it needs to be insured. So I'm gonna just give it to whoever giving me perks. That's the and it was usually back in the day it was ran by the mob. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like so, my boss have done a great job in New York, where it's, it's the most competitive, and he's one of the biggest title guys there. So that's how he had a relationship with one of my mentors who buy three or four buildings a year in New York City, a Syracuse guy, and uh, I guess the relationship of he gave him a deal or something, he hired me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, you the you, just like this, cut and dry. Oh, you the guy that was living on on Howard's couch. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's who I was. And and again, you know, I don't you don't take it personal, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it really that's these people save me. If not, I would have been living in, in a project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's basketball, people don't understand that part when I broke my foot. It was either that or going back to Philly, where I was gonna get swallowed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like so and I had these degrees, but you just don't I didn't plan for that. So to go through this life that I was going through, I just knew I had to, I wanted more for myself. And again, it, it landed me to a job making okay money in New York City. Well, it sounds like you figured out how to talk and how to sell. That's what <laughs> I'm the, hearing. From the, Brandon Steiner told me that in 2011. I didn't know this about myself. He, he said that, like, you, you're going to be great at selling. Selling? I'm not selling anything. See, selling, selling is, uh, for most people, is like a bad word. Right? Yes, people are like, oh, a salesman. Oh, yeah, it's bad, right? In my world, as I think real entrepreneurs, selling is like everything. Like selling is like, it, it is the number one sell, like skill in the world. Well, like there's nothing better. And if you learn that, like that's better than, that's better than basketball. Oh, for sure. I feel like and selling all goes into leading by example. I feel like for me, I sell of what I know. I only sell experiences that I had or... You know what I mean? Like what I'm actually going through. If I sell that great to you, I'm going through that. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah, I was told that back in 2000. Yeah, and to me, selling the selling is the art of giving, mm-hmm. and that's what people people take don't take into account when they think about being a salesman. They think of a car salesman or a shoe salesman or whatever. It's like no, selling is about figuring out how to help somebody else and then actually helping them. Mm-hmm. And when you do that. Magic things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that you hooked into this network. You were given this opportunity through all of your hard basketball work that transformed into something different. You know, and that's beautiful. That, oh. I, that's what I'm hearing. And that's how I sold, sold life at the sports to the companies. I went into to these meetings and I said, allow, allow me to be the point guard for you for the for your business. Yeah. And they and they and they loved it. Yeah. And I truly meant that. Allow my relationship. Let me be the point guard. Let me pass you. Let me assist to you. You know, with my relationships, if you're going to believe in me, this is what I have. But allow me to play this this, this category because I'm going to understand it because this is who I was my whole life. You know what I mean? And and the company back in Philly helped me and they invested in it. And it was cool. And it got me to this point where I'm at today. Now where I'm at, I feel like I, I learned how to, uh, I learned the business as far as how to run a company. I've been around CEOs. How they walk, how they talk. I, I studied that game and I took the time to do it because I took the same knowledge if I would do if I studied a Michael Jordan move. You know, yeah. these CEOs might not think that because I didn't do it how they wanted me to do it, if that make any sense. But yeah. how I watch and how I've learned, I took that and now I'm applying that to what I want to do. You know, and that's what life at the sports and it's creating. You know, I want to teach, I want to be able to create more of me. Like if these kids getting these great opportunities, go to college with. It's, they are, they is, but a lot of them ain't gonna go to the NBA. But we all could be in the NBA, you know. Well, a lot of them ain't gonna play in the NBA as far as you know physically, but you still can get there if that's what you want, or right. you still can have a life, a successful life. And there's a lot of people out there that play sports as having a successful life, but they're not giving this game back. Right. Yeah. Like even all the way down to Magic Johnson, like how you give like nobody giving this real game. Right. So yeah. that's what I want to give the game. And what I what I experienced, I know people who has making have done tons of more than what I did. I want to bring them up. So, so that's why I came up with the whole podcast. Idea. <laughs> I want to create my own platform. Yeah. So tell people yeah. tell people what you've got planned. Basically, and it's in in a nutshell, is what you're basically doing is it's really putting my bringing my network to me. Like I didn't I didn't try to sell them a life insurance policy. I tried to sell them a t shirt. I tried. To, it's so many, I don't hustle so much, but now it's at a point where I want to bring them to me and really give them a platform. And we talk about how we can, you know, and that's the, and and always being on the next, I'm on the next. I feel like this is a, a podcast business. It's the next. People are starting now listening to podcasts while they're driving in the car. And, yeah, yeah. And this, you know, you can get, like now rappers, now we, I'm going to have a voice. Well, well, yeah, I mean, there's stories to be told, right? Like this story, to me, this story is so important, right? Like I, I did grow up, uh, as a college basketball fan, and I think we like I idolize college basketball kids, and, but no one thinks about what happens after after college, right? Like, sure, one or two of them, a few of them, you 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 understand where they go because they go to league. <coughs> but for the vast majority of them, all these guys I idolize, what happens to them? 
and here you are, someone big star, Word. biggest stage, and right. then you had to figure out, and that story, that story needs to be told. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree. And it's a, it's more out there. Even the guys that go overseas and play, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, they they really get forgot about. Yeah. And they make good money, some of them. Well, these guys know their money. But but to like, hear you, know you like, say to hear you say how you how you had to figure it out, like no one's ever, I, to my knowledge, I don't hear that anywhere. No, that's very rare. I, I was just about to say that, Scoop. Like yeah. think about how many guys, just the two of us know, like whether they're former teammates or former peers, right, right. that are the opposite of what you're talking about. That had to go home and they did get swallowed up. Like this is the one percentile of a guy who you know. And we talk about networkers all the time. Like it's. He's at the top of the game when it comes to networking and doing that. And honestly, I never knew truly that was a skill of mine. So, seriously, yeah. I, I never until again from a friends of mine, you know, start saying I never knew that was a skill of mine. That's an important skill to have. Like, and to bring it back to what you said when you asked him, like, how did we know each other and like what gravitated us to each other? He said that Desante described him, I mean, described me to him a certain way. And it panned out that way. The same thing. He he always used to just tell me, like, you know, Syracuse, they're number one in the nation. I'm we obviously I'm going to Michigan. Everybody knows who's on each other's team. And you know, Deion Waiters and Michael Carter Williams and all these different NBA guys. Yeah. He yeah. but there's one consistent name he used to say all the time, like, yeah, no, nah, Scoop is the man on our team, bro. Like yeah. these a lot of these guys, a lottery picks and and this, that, and the third, but like he just always used to describe Scoop as the leader, and shit, that's who he is in real life to this day. And and honestly, I appreciate that, and that's what Syracuse was. I always say Syracuse was my NBA because all those pros that I played with, man, they was following me up there. Yeah. Like, and, and I mean that where I got up there, where we we all had this platform. I just took them. I made the most of it. Yeah. Like honestly, I talked to the alumni. I, you know, I made the most of what we had. Yeah. And there's a lot you, you know, Beheim is also a coach. He gives you freedom too, though. Not yeah, a lot yeah. of coaches give you that freedom. He's an NBA coach. Yeah. I would say a lot of NBA style to it. And that's what allowed me to get to Syracuse and, and be able to create that. And it was fun because, again, I got to, I got to work with a lot of talent. And everybody wanted the ball. Yeah, I mean, those teams everybody, you were on were stacked. Even when I was younger, honestly, after my – when Johnny Flynn left Syracuse is when – like, even when Johnny was there, I was a big part of Johnny. Like, Johnny was great. But we was we was actually the same year. So it was like a competition, but we was great friends, you know? So one of the years I set out, I became like a coach to Johnny Flynn. Like, that was the year he made the NBA. And it was crazy because I got to see so much of the business of it. Yeah. By being a part of, like, this guy. Everybody was, he was like, he was a sixth pick. You know, and we were just there. We was freshmen together now, our sophomore year. I'm sitting out this year, but I'm a part of the team. And um, Hop, which is assistant coach, he recruited both of us. Did a great job. Of, he was he seen Johnny follow me off the court, so he did a great job of, of of working through Johnny through me. And he's seen a lot of my good, you know, skills and being. A, he always said he's gonna be a great coach. I just thought coaching was just too small for me. Like, but at some yeah. point, but he. But yeah, he he he's seen that. And at this time, it got me to really enjoy basketball from a, a whole different perspective. Now I'm watching the game, you know. So that whole year, I set out my ratio year was the biggest year of my life. I I was a I was a, a I had a three point five off the court, and and that's because now I'm not an athlete. So I spent much t I spent a lot of time in the classroom, but I had so much help through being a student athlete. And again, all I did was took advantage of the help that you get up there. Yeah. And I always tell kids, if you take advantage of the help, you should be walking out that joint with a full point off. Right. And and if you if you go in there with the mentality, you just, man, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want, I'm just here to play basketball. It's not going to work out for you like that. But if you really take advantage of the help and really just show up, literally. And that's what I did the year I was out. I showed up. And I and I was a big part of that team. We went to the Sweet Sixteen. We lost to Blake Griffin in them that right, year. Right. But I was a big part of that team because my relationship again with Johnny Flynn and Wesley Johnson was a red shirt that year. He was he was out with me too. So we created this like pack. And then Wes and I come back the next year. From that year that Wes and I come, I lead Syracuse. Even I was and I was the sixth man 
they was following me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, now I'm near three years really, but I'm a sophomore in the court, but I got to really see what I actually really wanted. And then a guy came to school, he went to number six pick. That'll open your eyes, you know, like right. really truly and I watched it. So from that point point on, I so now when Dion and the Deshaun Tandem come in, I set the, I set the foundation though hmm. that we have created. You know, Johnny and I, everybody started with Eric Devendorf, Paul Harris, those Andy Rollins, they was before me. But Andy and I were with Arenziana Walker, who was a fifth year. Andy was a fifth year. They started it really. Andy Rollins and, and Arenziana Walker was two fifth years because they was hurt. I got to play with them. They was our leaders, Wesley Johnson. And then I was like the I was like the Dion of that team. I got national sixth man of the year that year. And but again, I got to learn what I actually wanted in college. So I graduated the next year. I graduated in the four years of my first degree, like you're supposed to. And then my fifth year, I, I finished with it. Yeah, I think it's a giant F you to, to most people. I I the criticism that like somehow jocks are are stupid or just not I it's like the exact opposite. And I keep saying this over and over again. Athletes are the smartest people we have. They're not like, oh, and, like, and what you just said, like, it's that, it's yeah. like what you said was so nonchalant. Like, you weren't even bragging just now. You were just sort of like, yeah, and I, you know, took advantage of university, and I got incredible grades, and like, I took like, no, that's truly what happened. Your man. average kid doesn't do that, right. and, and that's what impresses me over and over again with someone like you. It's just you, you know, you put in the work. Yeah, and and I wasn't on a one and mentally, I thought I was one and done. But my grandmother going to school for four years. That was something she used to always say. Because again, I no male really graduated in my family, so I can I can toot the horn in that, and everybody invested in that because everybody did invest in my dream, in the dream playing basketball. If that was getting me to a camp or getting me on a flight, you know what I mean? Like where somebody invested in school jersey in Philadelphia, you know. What I mean? So when I got those degrees, that one was that for us, you know. We really it put me in a. Now I took that, and now when life happened, when I broke my foot, because I I was always my biggest fear was the. To not get my name called, mm -hmm. literally, I felt like I was gonna be a failure to the the city of Philadelphia if my name didn't get called. Right. It wasn't planning to be. It was, I wanted to be. I wanted my name to get drafted. That's how much pressure I was putting on myself. And when I looked and then landed in the hospital, it was like, now all right, I didn't get drafted because I broke my foot. Now this is an excuse for the people again. But life is really actually happening for me. All this shit I work for, happening for me. But I, it was hard for me to express that to them or figure that out. And that took to about two years ago. Again, when I got the job with Fidelity and I changed my appearance, cut my beard off, put the suit on, post that first picture on Instagram. And it was like, damn, they'd seen it. They finally seen it, but felt it for since I broke my foot. Yeah. I, li I like what you were just saying about um, your red shirt year. Cause I think that can speak to a lot of people. Cause I know me personally can relate to that. Cause mm. sometimes in life you're going through a phase and it might not be till six, seven years later that you realize <laughs> like, all right, I'm with Johnny Flynn. Like you didn't yeah. even go into detail. Like he handled his process yeah. of picking an agent and like truly, learning the business truly, yeah, of it all. Yeah. So like. I, yeah, I can actually, yeah. I was a part of that process with Johnny and being a part of that process, seeing how the gang worked, and and you know his agent at the time, Rich Paul is who that's Rich Paul is Johnny Flynn is Rich Paul's first client. Really? See, like people don't even. I didn't yeah, I didn't know that. that. Didn't didn't know that. <laughs> Literally, like his first when he when he got with CAA, I can remember like it was yesterday. He was used to be in our dorm. Like yo, like I'm telling you, like come with me, like. Leon is the agent. He was explaining to us how it was, cause here it is. We kids, we didn't know. Like, yeah. oh wait, why are you down here? Why Leon is coming to see us? This yeah. is how you like. I don't want the runner to come. Right. If I'm that man, I want the head agent to come. Right. Right. So we put this type of pressure on Rich. Like, why are you not here? Why are Leon not here? If you work for CAA, right. yeah. Listen, it's me. Like, I'm gonna be your guy. Like, you don't need Leon. You know what I mean? Like, he's explaining the whole process, even what it is today. And that's what again, what I respected and what I always told you I respected about it because. What he explained to us is actually what's happening, what they're doing today. And when you can do that for me, you can paint a picture like that, I got nothing but respect for that. You know what I mean? Like right. where Johnny, he brought us to Cleveland. I didn't even bring him. Johnny brought me to Cleveland. I can take all the pictures. I was a red shirt. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. So I wasn't a part of the team. Yeah. So I'm rich all the time and I'm seeing, and I'm coming back giving Johnny the stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a lot of that type of stuff. But again, that... 
helped me see what I actually wanted to do. And again, Rich was one of the people who always say, yo, you're going to be so much, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but you better Yeah. at the sports. Like, if you, if you so win. even Rich said that to you. What? Yeah. One of the first, like, yeah, personally, you're better. Don't take this the wrong way. And I'm looking at Rich like, I want you to be coming at me. I'll be killing Johnny every day. Like right. in practice. <laughs> like just in my head, like how just, you know, the competitive, couldn't tell me that. Couldn't tell me that I wasn't. I wasn't going to the NBA, you know? So even when I knew I had these these gifts or things, I didn't really see that. I seen me buy my mom the house to get drafted. You know, every the dream. Yeah. The, the dream. dream. Yeah. And but again, there's so much more to it that you can get out of it. All you do is dedicate yourself to something. And this is what this is what you're dedicating yourself to. You're not getting paid to do it. So you're not really getting paid. It's not about no money at all. So you're really working to something that you believe in. So you're believing in something that's really not even there that you believe in. You know, so you believe in something bigger than yourself. You know what I mean? And all those, all those principles I take and what I'm doing today, I'm finding what I believe in is bigger than me, which is religion and, and whatever that's gonna be. And and from there I, I work at it. And never is about no money. Yeah, it to me it reminds me uh, you know, Stan Lee passed away the other day, ninety five years old. Like with superheroes, yeah. It's like he created superheroes where they had some adversity or something bad happened, right? Daredevil like becomes blind and then they learn how to thrive in a way they didn't plan. Yes. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that, you know, you're Daredevil. I mean, but but you know what I mean? But like you had to go through some of that in order to find this bigger, better path. Actually, Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yes. That's what college that's what life at the sport. Well, that's what it, weirdly like. That's how it is for everybody, right? Like that's how it is for me. I never played college basketball, but it's the same thing. I had all sorts of ideas and dreams and hopes, and then like, guess what? This, that stuff doesn't tend to happen. Mm-hmm. But instead, something sort of better happens. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Sky's falling. Yeah. It's it's just. That's it's the way it is, man. Yeah. And it's and it's like you can either go with it or you can go against it, but it's still happening. And so I think it's better to go with it. It's better to say, I'm, I'm going to grab it. For sure. But, um, since I know a little bit more than most when it comes to your story. Right. Tell, tell the people just in terms of your experiences over the last two to three years, like how you just view the state of the culture with when it comes to business around sport. Like The business. I, like I always like to just pick your brain, you know, right. just to – you know, how do you view like just the culture, the young kids, the current stars, and like you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you view yeah, okay. the business going on right now? Uh, the business, in a nutshell, is you know with colleges with the sneaker game controlling everything, it's really going to keep it cluttered. If that makes any sense, but my perspective of it is a lot of these kids. And I don't want to sound like a this not like a dinosaur. It's like the people who played in the past, they'd be like hard. I'm not one of those guys. I'm always, I'm in the moment. I'm I'm truly always try to I always try to be in the moment. But when you look at it today, a lot of a lot of the business being still with the social media, I feel like kids have the time we spoke about off camera was if the time is now to control your own destiny. Like if you really believe you can be Michael Jordan, you could you could it's it's now. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's truly now, and that's where I don't like with the mindset that I had as a young. I, I, I felt like I, I wish I was here now. Does that make any sense? Right. With the opportunities given, it's going on today. So, from that perspective of it, like I want the athletes to understand, like the time is now that you can really grasp. You can be LeBron. Like you really truly can, and you don't have to be a three-time NBA champion. But you controlling and owning your own destiny is that, and not letting nobody put you inside no box. So, my goal is always giving them. The athlete or some somewhat more ownership and they own control of their own destiny. Mm-hmm. Like I'm big on that. Now from the business of it, it's a lot of sharks. Oh, so many. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of people that's controlling these kids that don't have an idea of what's going on with the game of basketball. Like stuff what we just talked about. I can go in here and talk to an athlete about a lot. I think it should be a lot of, and I don't say this for myself, but a lot of me who actually had somewhat of experience. If if it's if you're gonna be on somebody's bench, you know a lot of these coaches hire any ex players now, or they do that because you can experience with these players or what well I taught you this so you can teach it to the next. You know what I mean? So I see 
I think it should be a lot of that, especially in a culture teaching these kids how to play basketball. Right. Instead of a lot of you know people doing it for money, I would never be a, a, a guy working a guy out or training a kid because I can never take money from somebody. Somebody because people who helped me with the game, they didn't. I didn't have to pay for. I didn't have to pay them. They did it out truly of their heart. They wanted to see a kid make it out of Philadelphia because of what was going on around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, I truly look at that from a different. So if you just doing it for that or you doing it for the for the money. Like, I don't respect it at all, you know? Like, I truly, like, that's why I said, like, I'm like a leader. I really want to see, I might not be here to see what I'm trying to create. And I yeah. truly mean it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I'm cool with that. I'm cool with taking steps in towards that. And again, I didn't make the NBA. And people always, what happened to School Jardine? NBA, what you doing now? Yeah. You might not see it. But that's my purpose, you know? So yeah. I live every day like a... I'm being great shape to play in the NBA. Probably at 40 years. We see Abdul Ra- Raouf. Ra- yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Love that guy. That guy figured it out. He tapped into something. It ain't just about, you know what I mean? Like, and people didn't they didn't understand that at that time. Yeah. What he was trying to do. But I love look at him at 40. He's better. He can play in the NBA now. I know. But that's the knowledge and information that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I feel like us. Athletes, we get man, you that life you get, you you come across the best people. Mm-hmm. Take that, yeah. So, Mario Thomas is around the same people LeBron was around, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's a great point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not put it as that. So, look at Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he great as Michael, ain't he? <laughs> yeah. So, and and that's how I try to apply. But the business back to you. The culture is really, I want to get a lot of us who got experience with the game, who from not just, you can cover like Bayhams, you got to cover so many spots in the zone. They the guys he go after. Like you can't just cover one spot. I need a player that can play three and four different spots. Because some might have, you might be a, you might be a wing, but you got to go play guard today. You got to know both. So like I need a need that around a business now. Like so it can help our kids really get the best out of everything. Because we experienced it. We put the life, put our time and effort into it. You give that back. And it shouldn't be about money. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 knowing how diverse you are in your network of of the game, mm-hmm. talk about because he's being a little humble when it comes to his network. It's just <laughs> he he's very friendly with KD and Brian and all those guys. He you know those guys are his friends. So like not to get into their business too much, but I know you know we all. Watch mm-hmm. and study the current business of the superstar. What do you think? You know, you've been around the the mm-hmm. Brown Empire, like you've mm-hmm. been in it. Like mm-hmm. so, to to experience that, know that, and just all you know, all the top, top superstars. What do you think about how they are going about business right now? I think at the top, but a one percent is their their business is handled right. Like when you look at LeBron, he's like far to none. Like he's the Dude, I, I don't know, but I think he's doing it the best as an athlete. We'll take it. You know, he did it better than Michael. Magic did it after basketball by his network of LA, I believe. But LeBron took his plan, what he came in with, and he's been executing everyone. So I give LeBron the advantage. I see KD is following that or trying to, you know, follow every LeBron move and repeat. Uh, he's doing the same. Mm-hmm. So he's learning from what's in front of him, which is smart. Uh, you got like, if you get a guy like uh like a James Harden for another example who's he's he's gonna be making money for the next uh. <laughs> and he knows it. Like right. this guy knows it. Like he uh, really truly, He cracked the code. And he's gonna crack he it again. The like, code, he's gonna man. crack it again. Just truthfully, it's thirty what he's twenty nine, twenty eight years old. Yeah. So he knows this. So these guys are making a shitload of money. And again, I like my biggest belief is really like if you're a leader, you're an owner, if you if you control your own destiny, you should really take the LeBron method, you know? Like yeah. that's that's something that really worked and it can work for us because So when you say LeBron method, tell us what you what he you He owned think his own, he controlled his own destiny at all times. Even with these owners, even when this lockout, when you look at the whole everything from the two thousand eleven lockout, which hurt my career. You look at that whole lockout, it was because the players wanted that. They wanted to control their own destiny. Right. Finally. Yeah. But that's because Brian knew, well, well, they can't figure something out. That's how that went. Right. You know, like they figured something out and, and and they went to the players and and that's how they created that lockout. But if that lockout doesn't happen, you don't see what's happening today to these four, to these contracts that's happening. Yeah. Right? 
And people don't know that. But again, that, that lockout hurt my career, man. Right. Like, I was 2011, I had 14 points. I was coming out that year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, yeah. but again, that helped the NBA. And that helped the players today where you can get a Matthew Delivery Dover sign for $40 million. All right. Right. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of who was on my summer league team who I can honestly say I <laughs> killed him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he's still he's still in the league, right? Oh, he's killing. That's what yeah. I said. He got yeah. his money, and he's an NBA champion. I always say that like not in a in a hating way or like or I'm negative saying it. I'm saying it from a LeBron. He cracked the code of creating more superstars instead of himself. Like when you look at Michael Jordan, it was Michael Jordan and others. It was just the Mike League. Yeah. Like you had Barkley, but Barkley didn't have a ring. So how much you can take him serious? But if you look at now today's, you got Stephen Curry's. The, the the game has evolved, and it's because he didn't find something out and kept it for himself. He giving it to others. If we you gonna follow or you not? Yeah, I mean the leagues exploded, right? I mean, <laughs> look, and and now, and it's crazy because. I say, like, instead of people like Anthony Davis, oh, I'm going to go sign Rich Paul, which agree, I agree. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Rich. What I'm about to say, I hope people don't take this the wrong way, but I'm looking at AD like, yo, you LeBron. You don't need Rich. Like, who your, who your best friend? Like, who your guy? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just create the method. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get it. You get it? Uh-huh. Like, you're only, oh, I'm going to go with Rich Paul. Like, we so small-minded. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. Like LeBron will respect you so much more if you see that that way though, because you you did exactly what he. You know what I mean? Like it's like more Jay Z created the whole independently thing for for rappers or right. having Master P. If I'm if I'm quoting it right, that's what you creating. Yeah. So yeah. that's what Brian did, and now these owners y'all can't play with us. You want to trade me? Yeah, you trade me. You normally, Jimmy Butler just did, did it. Paul George doing, doing, doing it. it. Look. Yeah. Yeah. I really believe you have to sort of, and people it, might not. I'm sorry to cut no, you off. Do, people do your might thing. not be, might not like it, like fans and everybody, but they don't understand again this business part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, I getting into that part, like I, I will, I will, I will hold players create or uh, control their own destiny. You know, remember how it was before? You just play basketball. You just worry about basketball. That's right. it. Right. Don't worry about it. Nothing else. Your job is just to play basketball, right? But no, I got as the CEO, I need to know what's going on with my company. Yeah, well, I think that's why we're sitting here, right? Is like um, I work with with uh, various basketball players as clients of my business. I'm, I consult for them for tech and strategy, and that wouldn't have happened five years ago. Right. That wouldn't have happened. I mean, it, we're all. in a new age where your basketball athletes and basketball players are business people first, and that happen to play basketball. That's that the way me. I look at that it. Was uh, that know? was me. That was me. Even however I wanted to take it from the kid that I was at 13 years old, that was a lot seen from me. Again, how I looked at the business, it might be small at this time, but again, you're going to pay me, my mom and them, my family, you're going to pay me. Here it is. I'm, I'm, I'm a product of my environment trying to do this, the, the things that's going on in my neighborhood, but you're going to pay me to go play basketball, but give me money to go away on an AU trip to Vegas. $500 from you and my dad. That's $1,000. Just to get out of the neighborhood. Hmm. I'm never going to do these. I'm, I'm not doing that. I was smart. I'm not doing what they're doing. Yeah. That's the day you became an entrepreneur. That's the day I became an entrepreneur. Like, you want know to see what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I mean. Like, that's how I take that. I'm 30 years old. I'm reflecting. I'm in a reflecting stage in my life. And that's what I take from that. And I did it. And I, I focused that. And I, and I worked my ass off at that. And it got me to two degrees, shitload of contacts. And I'm here, you know? And I can honestly say, coming from where I come from, I've never been, never been locked up in jail. I don't even know what that look. Nothing. I got my sisters and been in jail. They can look at me like I'm a punk. You know what I mean? Like, cause and from our perspective of it, but yeah. I'm blessed. You know what I mean? And that's what basketball oh, did for so, me. That's you know? so good. That's and so that's good. what basketball did for me. It really, it really, I'm driving it. And that's what Brian and his camp took as more than an athlete. Where can uh, where can our audience follow you? Uh, on like Instagram. Oh, Instagram is uh Mr. Antonio Jardine. <laughs> I changed it. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur now, so it's not scoop, it's Antonio and I've been getting a good a lot of good feedback from that since I changed my Instagram name to that. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry I, I Mr. Scoop. No, it's no, no I'm fine. I'm like, yeah. I'm but it's I don't even I still hear Scoop. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sweet, man. Well, it's fantastic having you on today. I feel like there's so many things I learned, like, I, and I'm just so impressed with everything you're doing. And I uh, would love to have you just hang out, uh, come by. You're, you're in the hood. Right. We're all part of the same crew. However right. we can help you. Uh, it just seems like you're doing amazing things, and and life, life after sports is is sounds super interesting. Right. So so do your thing, man. Thank you, appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bro, this was this was fun actually to, to reflect and talk about some stuff. It's so much we could have talked about, and that's why I enjoy. It. Oh, yeah. we're gonna have you yeah. back. I oh, mean, man, Jordan, now that we got all this, Jordan out wanted of, me to get into it. Like, yeah, once we got the good stuff, I mean, this yeah. is the bad stuff. Actually, we're yeah. gonna get into some dirt next yeah. time you're right. We're gonna get some some juicy stuff. No, for sure. Like I. I'm not politically correct no more. This is where it's at. Uh-oh. <laughs> Seriously, that's how I feel. You know, you want to... Man, some things need to be addressed. All right, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be... We're going to have a killer next episode with Scoop. Right. So, yeah. so so, watch for that. Yep. All right. Um, all right. All right. Thanks.